okay, things have gone haywire and you're upset. Why? Why? Today's guest is going to tell you. The author switch. Hello, and welcome to the author switch, the podcast dedicated to helping new and aspiring authors turn on the author switch to success in their mind. My name is Karma Spence, author of the award-winning and best-selling book, Public Speaking Superpowers, and the best-selling book, Home Sweet Homepage. And today, my guest is Ben Winter. He is an author, speaker, actor, improvist, entrepreneur, traveler, father, and so much more, but aren't we all? He loves to explore, yes, physical places around the world, but he loves to explore the mind. And today, he's going to be talking about his book and his author journey. And the book is called What to Expect When Having Expectations. Well, welcome to the author switch, Ben. Thanks for having me. You've got this very interesting book about expectations. So to set expectations, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming an author and how you came to write a book about expectations. Yeah. So back in 2015, I had this epiphany of teaching improv in like a business setting for like team building purposes. And, and I sat down and I said, well, people like authors, they like to, they like to hire people who are also an author. And, and so I sat down and I started creating this book based off more or less what I was teaching in improv. And it just, it flowed out of me just so easily. It's like, I think I wrote the thing in a week and then took like a month to, you know, edit and fine tune it, but it, it just happened so quick and easy. And then I started teaching improv and during one of the rules of improv that I go over, I kept saying the only reason anybody gets upset is because an expectation hasn't been met. And the fun and interesting thing about figuring out a problem in the world is if you figure it out, you got to kind of solve it for people too. You can't just leave them hanging. Right. And so I, I, I sat down, I was looking at my whiteboard. I was like, all right, so you're upset. That's the problem. What do we do <laughs> in this world of expectations? And I started to draw it out and it just became this magical flowchart that sort of takes you from that point in time when you're upset and guides you through some questions and ultimately gets you to a point where hopefully you're, you're at peace or at least understanding to the point where it, it doesn't make sense to be upset anymore. And every time that I came across a no in those, in those questions, like, for example, have you shared this expectation? A lot of times we don't share our expectations because of fear. So when you, when you get to that question, have you shared this expectation and you answer no, there's a lot of depth in there. And mm. so what I decided to do is take all those pieces of the depth and and expectations in general. And I said, I need to write a book and, and fill in all the gaps here. And so that's where the, the book came from, was creating a deeper understanding of expectations and, and why we have them and, and what to do with them when they come staring back at us in 
in a bad way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, before um, before this episode, I was like looking at your flow chart and a lot of your flow chart sort of depends on your expectation being of another human being. That's and one I, way to look at it, for sure. <laughs> and I know that for me, sometimes a lot of the times I get upset, it's because I have an expectation of either a pet who you can't have a, well, you can have a conversation with, they just don't <laughs> talk back and they don't understand what you're saying or an inanimate object, or it could be an inanimate object, but it doesn't have a mind of its own, you know, like a computer or a washing machine. H have you addressed in your book expectations of things that can't have a conversation with you? Yeah. So in this example, in the flow chart, if there's not another person, there's only one person you can have a conversation with, and that's yourself. So most of the time when we have expectations that go unmet, that we didn't know about, and they don't involve another person, it's our own internal struggle, our own internal expectations of ourselves. And, you know, inanimate objects are a thing. Like I always talk about, you know, we, we, we expect our electricity to be working in the morning. We expect our alarm clock to go off in the morning. We expect our coffee maker to work in the morning. We expect that we know how to use a fork and spoon and knife when we eat. <laughs> like these are things we expect, but they, we never think about them until it becomes something weird. Like you're eating and all of a sudden you stab yourself in the lip with a fork. You're like, I thought I knew how to eat with a fork, but clearly I just stabbed myself and I'm bleeding and I'm, I'm angry. Right. Right. Um, it's no different because we had the expectation that it was just supposed to, to go smoothly. And oftentimes those are expectations of the world that we live in. And therefore we have a conversation with ourselves. So if you get up in the morning and the alarm clock didn't go off, you know, the question is, did the power go out and reset it? Was it my phone and I forgot to set it? And sometimes it can be that simple. The power went out. We're not used to the power going out. So when the power goes out, I mean, there's really nothing to get upset about. And, and sometimes you just have to go to a different spot in that chart. Like, is this expectation reasonable? Right. You know, and and I'd say having an expectation of our electricity being available at all times is pretty reasonable, but to expect it 100% of the time, clearly you haven't been paying attention to the world we live in because <laughs> you know, a squirrel jumps on a transformer, explodes and now you don't have electricity for a while. Stupid squirrels. I mean, <laughs> you can't can't talk to the squirrel. So all you can do well, is can. really kind of yeah. talk back. <laughs> At least you died in the process, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but we can calm ourselves down in those situations. You know, our right. we've all experienced a computer not working. Most of the time, turning it off and back on solves the problem. Sometimes it doesn't. And, mm -hmm. you know, mo most of us. At this point in the world, we've experienced a computer-related issue. So, yeah, we expect them to be working. And all we can do is talk to ourselves and say, okay, is it worth getting upset or can I do something about it? So, it, it, it works. It's just sometimes we have to have that conversation with ourselves. And sometimes it doesn't look like you might think it looks. Exactly. You know, uh, there was something in your bio I thought was kind of interesting about how you found great joy and peace when you follow your own advice. <laughs> and then there's that that piece where you talk about how you love to travel and see the world. And we've just come out not that long ago from COVID. 
where I'm sure you were quite frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) How did you follow your own advice when you were unable to do something that you loved and for a large portion of your life was a very reasonable expectation that you were able to do? I'm fortunate enough to have learned improv and been doing improv for over a decade. And one of the rules of improv is yes and. And really that mm-hmm. that is coming down to the basis of accepting what is and then doing something about it. Accepting what is is huge in life because where you stand today is what is today. If you don't have money in your bank account, that's what is today. If you don't have the relationship you want, that's what is today. If you're a millionaire, that's what is today. <laughs> It's, you know, there's good, there's bad. We're breathing, we're standing, we're here, we're not sick. That is what is today. And so fortunately during that process, yeah, there were plenty of times where I'm like, I just want to see friends. I just want to go do something like, and then I have to say, well, there isn't anything to do or it's too risky or whatever it might be. I'm able to have those internal conversations with myself and say, yeah, you, you kind of expected life to continue as it was and, and boom, it's different for everyone now. And it's going to continue to be different. This will affect us in ways we don't know yet. And all we can really do is accept it when it happens. Now, I, I think some people hear the word accept what is and they, they call that like surrendering and like giving up. It's not giving up. It's just here's the snapshot in time and what do I want to do it with the information that I have? So in the case of COVID and I'm at home and there's no place to go, it's okay. I'm at home. What can I do? Right. You know, do I start writing another book? Do I get on the internet? Do I watch every show that I've ever wanted to watch in my entire life in six months or six <laughs> weeks or whatever it is? And, you know, <laughs> Yeah, how many people got caught up on all the TV they never they never watched because it was available finally. So I think that's just kind of I was fortunate enough to already have been practicing this flowchart and improv in general, and it just really helped with the situation. Exactly. Now, as an an author, have you been able to use the lessons in your book or even the lessons you've learned as an improv? to help you spread the message of your book or or even market your book. Attention authors, speakers, and coaches. Does your website attract nothing but crickets and tire kickers? Then you might be committing one of the five deadly mistakes of homepage design. Home Sweet Homepage, how to fix the five deadly mistakes that authors, speakers, and coaches make with their website's homepage will help you clear the crickets, repel the tire kickers, and start attracting the right kind of traffic that will convert to readers, clients, and speaking opportunities. Available wherever books are sold in paperback and ebook formats. Bookmarketingclub.com forward slash homepage book. Have you been able to use the lessons in your book or even the lessons you've learned as an improv to help you spread the message of your book or or even market your book? Absolutely. It's one of the things that we, anybody who's ever wanted to do something big, 
they all look at the the greats that are out there and they're like oh well they're a billionaire they yeah but we don't know what path they took to get to billionaire status sometimes it's decades mm-hmm. of time and effort and energy you know we look at our neighbor who's got all this money and all these toys what did they do over the last 20 years to get there you know oftentimes we want to start something and we want to be as successful as the other person in a day like oh i started a business i should be successful now it's like well no nobody knows about your business nobody knows about your book whatever it might be and so all you can really do is take whatever steps you can and for me it's okay, my book's not selling. And I've told everybody on Facebook like 16 times. Okay. Clearly Facebook's not where it's going to be. Right. right. So where else can I post information about my book? What else can I do? How do I promote it? You know, how do I get word out? How do I share the message? Because maybe it's not about selling books. It's about sharing the message and, and providing value to people. And then they're like, oh, well, I like what you said. Maybe you have even more nuggets of information in your book. That's one of those things where you have to accept where you are to move forward. I just sat there and said, nobody's buying my book. I must be a failure. Well, that's, first of all, it's not accepting nobody's buying the book. So I can't do anything with it. And it's just being a victim to the situation where it like, you know what? If 20 million people knew about my book, all 20 million of them would not buy it. But there might be a million that do. And I'd personally be okay with that. (laughs) Million books sold? That's okay. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm fine with a million books sold if 20 million are aware of it and only you know, whatever. (laughs) Right. Five percent of them bought. Woo! So, yeah. But how do we get there? And how did all the billionaires get there? And how did all the you know successful people get there? They provided value to enough people, and it just sort of kind of went from there. And I think that's what people need to realize is that the most successful people out there have provided the most value to the world. Now we might not always look at it that way. Like Jeff Bezos hasn't provided value to the world. I'm like, yeah, he provided a service that we all pretty much everybody takes advantage of. Yeah. And anybody who says they've never bought on Amazon is probably lying or they're (laughs) really good at finding alternatives, which is fine. Great for them. Yeah. Uh, But most everybody has bought from Amazon at some point. He's he's provided a value for people. It might not be what others consider a value because they might think value is like doing something good for somebody else, but value is value. And for me, it's how can I provide value and provide information so that people want to get more from me? And buy my books and read about them and contact me to come speak or train or whatever it might be. I got to provide the value first. And I might be doing free talks and free information for years before I start seeing the return on it. But at least I'm taking those steps forward. That's kind of the the way I look at it. Is there one piece of advice or one lesson that you've learned on your author's journey that you think would be the best to, or the most inspirational to share with new and aspiring authors who are maybe one step behind you and are looking to you to lead the way. So depending on where you are, like if you just have a thought of writing a book, just start writing down ideas, get a notebook and just, I don't care if it's the title you've thought of for six months. I don't care if it's like, you just have this one idea or you know how the ending is, or you, you know, some lesson you want to put in there, just start writing down ideas because at some point it's just going to, 
it's almost like the, the water going over the dam at some point it's going to like start breaking things apart and then the floodgates just open mm-hmm. and now you're just getting it all out there but if you just sit there and say well i don't have a whole book in my brain so i can't start that's not how that's not going to help you got to start somewhere and i think from there it's just find resources always be taking a step forward it might be you're taking a millimeter step forward one day but the next day you might be jumping ahead by a yard just just don't know as long as you're searching for those resources um, you're looking for the information you're gonna find it you're gonna get it and i i definitely think everybody should write a book at some level because if if nobody nobody sees my books for 100 years or 200 years and somebody cracks it open and they get something out of it, it was totally worth it. Exactly. It's totally worth it. Exactly. And then there's always those books you write and squirrel away in a box somewhere and you hope nobody ever reads. <laughs> those are the training reel books. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> you know, I've got some on my computer that have haven't seen the light of day in six months, you know, but it's like, yeah, I started something. Yeah. And that, <laughs> and that's okay too. You know, it's like, sometimes you need to like start and then realize that wasn't the direction you were, that wasn't the right direction, but going as far as you did taught you something about what the right direction was. Yeah. I often, looking back, you can always see like the progression of how things happened to get to where, get you to where you are. Because I've done that enough in my life, I'm starting to see them more in present time. And I think the journey that I've been on so far has led me to this point of writing my own sci-fi novel. Cause I like reading sci-fi. It's my, my kind of go-to genre. Same here. And <laughs> yeah. I just, I love reading it. And then finally it was like, I could maybe, mm, Maybe I could write a sci-fi. I don't know. Do I have a story in me for sci-fi? And I just started, I just let it sit there with that question in my mind. And and I, I set a note in my phone that says book ideas, sci-fi book ideas or whatever. And every now and then I would get some glimmer of an idea and I would write it down. And I think I have like six on there or four, I don't know, four or five. And I didn't do anything with them. I still haven't done anything with them. But then I was driving down the road and I see this tree and I'm like, I wonder if wormholes are like trees and they have branches everywhere. And what if you took the wrong turn? Ooh, wrong turn. That's a good name for a book. And so <laughs> I've been writing the wrong turn, which is a sci-fi novel based in space. And yes, there's wormholes involved. So very cool. Would I have started this sci-fi novel had I not written some self-help books and started down that path? Like it's an interesting thing of yeah. maybe I had to take these steps to jump to another level. We'll see. We will see. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. So if someone wanted to know a little bit more about you, maybe pick up a copy of your book, where would they go? Best place would be havingexpectations.com. Perfect. Yeah. Is there anything I haven't asked you so far that you are just burning to share? (laughs) I definitely want people to know, though, in the world today, when everybody says, stop getting upset, don't worry about it you know, chill out, all that sort of thing. I'm going to be the other voice that says it's okay to get upset as long as you treat it for what it is, which is a, it's an opportunity for growth. You can take that moment in time of being upset and say, I can learn something right now. I can check in and see what my expectations are. 
and I can decide if they're serving me or if, if it's something that I don't want in my life anymore and choose to do something different. So it's the people that get upset and stay there and then blame mm-hmm. everybody else that that's where it's not okay. But it's impossible not to get upset because we all have expectations. And at some point, one of them is going to go and met. So you may as well know what to do with it. So there you go. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the author switch. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, this is the end of this episode of the author switch. This is your host, Karma Spence, signing off. Ciao. The author switch at authorswitch.com. Set because of unmet expectations? Well, guess what? That's what today's guest is all about. That's not how I want to start it. Okay, let's do this again. <laughs> that was a bad transition.